the relationships, the people, the circumstances, all of it has yet to be revealed. I love starting a new year. But I know that already, just seven days in, there are people who have resolutions that they've already broken. <laughs> I won't make you raise your hand unless you want to. I know that there are resolutions that have already been broken. I also know that there are resolutions that have yet to be made. I know that, especially in my household, there's somebody in my house that just doesn't make them until about February. And I know that some people don't even make them. But as we stand here at this perfect day of the year, we have plenty of time. We have time to make new ones. We have time to accept the fact that we may not be perfect. And we have time to change, to be renewed. It's a wonderful day. I love starting New Year's because it's a fresh start. But I also think it's a little daunting. It can be nerve-wracking just because there are secrets to the story of 2024. There are secrets of the year we do not know yet. There is a great story out of Princeton, New Jersey. If you've spent some time in Princeton, you may know this story, but there's a great story about Albert Einstein. And the story goes that Albert Einstein was walking outside, going back to his office. And of course, he was doing what Einstein does. He was thinking about all the mysteries of life. And as he's walking to his office, thinking about the mysteries of life, he found himself walking in front of a local hotel. And as he's walking in front of this hotel, this beautiful luxury car comes and swerves in. And the woman in the car mistakes Einstein for a bellhop. And so very quickly, she begins to bark orders at Einstein. She says, open the door, get my luggage, take my luggage into the lobby. And you know what Einstein does? He does it. He goes and he opens the trunk and he puts all of her luggage, all of her bags, all of the things that she has in the car for the trip onto the rolling cart. And then he takes the rolling cart and he just rolls it into the lobby. And she comes over to Einstein, and she gives him some cash as a tip. So Einstein pockets it and walks right out of the lobby and goes right back on his way to his office. It's a delightful story. And do you know why it's delightful? Because we know a secret that the hotel guest doesn't know. We know from the very beginning a secret that the guest mistook. Einstein for a bellhop. Sometimes the best stories are the ones where we know the secret from the very beginning. And so as we stand here at the beginning of a story, we kind of know a secret about it. Will we know the people and the relationships that we will make and the relationships that might end this year? No, we don't. Do we know the people that will come in and out? Do we know the unexpected births, the unexpected deaths? No, we do not. Do we know about the moments of darkness or the moments of chaos in our lives that might happen? No, we don't. Do we know, though, the moments of delight and the moments of joy? No, we do not. 
Do we know what our work will hold? Do we know what our school life will hold? No, we do not. But we know one secret of all of it. We know a secret that it is good already. And you know why we know that it is good from the very beginning? It's because Genesis told us. Genesis 1, verses 1 through 5 says this. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was complete chaos, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness he called night and there was evening and there was morning the first day there is divinity in all things god every day is speaking god every day is creating and god is revealing every day and so the moments that are ahead of us that look to have no shape God will put a form around them. And the moments that look to us to be crazy and chaotic, God will put order around it. And the things that look to be confusing, God will put a name on it. Am I saying that we, our lives are already predestined? No, I am not. Am I saying that everything happens for a reason? I'm not saying that either. I'm just simply saying that in all things is divinity. And that's the secret from the very beginning that we know. Today, Chapel Roswell, we're going to do three things. And these have become a tradition. The three things that we will do is have a time of covenant renewal service. Then we will have Holy Communion. And then we will have star words. And we're going to do them in that order. Our covenant renewal service, this is an old liturgy. Beautiful words. Some of them are not really going to make sense to us, potentially. And that's the beauty of it. John Wesley, our founder, in 1755, decided that it was good to have a covenant service at the beginning of every year. And so in 1755... John Wesley took words from these different services that he had been a part of, and he created one and said, this is for the people who call themselves Methodist. And so at a time when everything is crazy politically, when things are crazy in church life, when things are crazy in our own life, what a wonderful time to start our year renewing our covenant to the church to the world, to our neighbors, and to ourselves. The other thing we will do is have a time of Holy Communion. And the words also are liturgical. These are old, ancient words that Christians have used forever. And some of them you will know. It will almost feel like rote, like repetitive, because you have been in services where you have heard them. And this is part of the tradition that offers us comfort. 
In Chapel Rosal, we are a modern expression of a historical faith, and so this is part of our history. And one of the reasons we take communion every month is because back in the day, there were not enough preachers to go around to all the churches. So the preachers were circuit riders. They were on their horses, and they would go from church to church, and you couldn't have communion unless a preacher was there, and the preacher only got there about once a month. And so we maintain that tradition of a monthly communion service. And then the next thing we'll do is kind of the modern take on it. It's our star words. And their star words are all around here. And when you come up for communion, you can take your star word as well. We have more in just in case we take all of these that are out. And our star words are not magical. They're not meant as anything other than symbols. We've done this for about three years now. And the star words are meant to be a reminder of the story of the Magi, of Epiphany. Just as the Magi, the wise men, looked for the star to find Christ, we take our own star word so throughout the year we can remember to look for Christ in all things. And on your stars that you pick randomly, there's going to be a word and this word is meant to be a gift. It can be a gift that you have to share with others this year. It could be a gift that you receive throughout the year. It also could just be a word that you pray on. It could just be a gift of a prayer. When you get your star word, it may make absolutely no sense to you. Absolutely none. That's how it happened to me last year. And then when you get it, it may also just strike this very familiar chord. So I invite you to allow your star word to be a part of your life, not just today, but throughout the whole year to see how it unfolds. Does anyone remember the word that they received last year? You got, Lottie Monroe, you got creativity. And did you have creativity all year long? You had some creativity. Okay, that's great. Anybody else remember? What did you get? Accountability. And did you find that to be helpful? Yes. Okay, what was over here? Crafts. Oh, I like that one. You did crafts. VB, oh, you used your craft for vacation Bible school. You get a star. That is a very big star. Sabrina says thank you. What else do we have? Compassion. That's a great one. And did you feel like you had compassion this year? Not very hard. <laughs> I would say you did. Last year, I got the word cooking. And as soon as I got it, I told Arturo, you will not put this out next year again. Don't ever do this. No woman needs to have cooking as her star word. And I have to tell you, it was amazing for me last year. I found myself cooking for more and more people than I had before. I actually cooked for specific people. And then I pulled out all these recipes from people that have died that wrote them down for me. It was this whole world. And so if you happen to get the joy of cooking, it will, it will bring you a gift and joy, I hope. So we're going to start our time together with our covenant renewal service. And again, remember these are words that the people called Methodists have been using since the 1700s. And we are gonna begin now.
Um, everything on that you need to say will be on our slides, on the screens. If it's written in yellow, that is something for um, all of us to say together. If it's in white, that will be something for me to say and to guide our time. But we are going to start now through a moment of prayer. Let's pray together. Gracious and holy Lord, we take a moment of silence to begin a time to renew ourselves to you. So now in this moment, we give to you the names of the people that are on our hearts. We give to you now the situation that are in our minds. And we give to you our hopes for this next year. May we take all of this and renew ourselves with you using the words on our screen. Oh God, searcher of all of our hearts, you have formed us as people and claimed us as your own. As we come to acknowledge your grace and to enter anew into covenant with you, reveal any reluctance within us. Let your spirit impress your truth on our inmost being and receive us in mercy for the sake of our mediator, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Let us give thanks for all of God's mercies. Oh God, our covenant friend, you have been gracious to us through all the years of our lives. We thank you for your loving care, which has filled our days and brought us to this time and this place. We praise your holy name, O oh God. You have given us life and reason and set us in a world filled with your glory. You have comforted us with friends and family and ministered to us through the hands of our sisters and our brothers. We praise your holy name, O oh God. You have filled our hearts with a hunger after you and have given us peace. You have redeemed us and called us to a high calling in Christ Jesus. You have given us a place in the fellowship of your spirit and the witness of your church. We praise your holy name, O oh God. You have been our light in darkness and a rock of strength in adversity and temptation. You have been the very spirit of joy in our joys and the all-sufficient reward in our labors. We praise your holy name, O oh God. You remembered us when we forgot you. You followed us even when we tried to flee from you. You met us with forgiveness when we returned to you for all your patience and overflowing grace. We praise your holy name, O oh God. And now hear the words of this invitation. Commit yourselves to Christ as his servants. Give yourselves to him that you may belong to him. Christ has many services to be done. 
Some are more easy and honorable. Others are more difficult and disgraceful. Some are suitable to our inclinations and interests. Others are contrary to both. In some, we may please Christ and please ourselves. But then there are other works where we cannot please Christ except by denying ourselves. It is necessary, therefore, that we consider what it means to be a servant of Christ. Let us, therefore, go to Christ and pray. Let me be your servant under your command. I will no longer be my own. I will give up myself to your will in all things. Be satisfied that Christ shall give you your place and Christ will give you your work. Lord, make me what you will. I put myself fully into your hands. Put me to doing, put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you. Let me be full, let me have nothing. I will freely, with a willing heart, give it all for your pleasure and disposal. Christ will be the savior of none but his servants. He is the source of all salvation to those who obey. Christ will have no servants except full consent. Christ will not accept anything except full consent to all that he requires. Christ will be all in all, or he will be nothing. Confirm this by a holy covenant. To make this covenant a reality in your life, listen to these admonitions. First, set apart some time more than once to be spent alone before the Lord. In seeking earnestly God's special assistance and gracious acceptance of you. In carefully thinking through all the conditions of this covenant. In searching your hearts whether you have already freely given your life to Christ. So consider what your sins are. Consider the laws of Christ. How holy, strict, and spiritual they are and whether you have carefully considered them and are willing to choose them all. Be sure you are clear in these matters. See that you do not lie to God. Second, be serious and in a spirit of holy awe and reverence. Third, claim God's covenant. Rely upon God's promise of giving, grace, and God's giving strength so that you may keep your promise. Trust not in your own strength and power. And fourth, resolve to be faithful. You have given to the Lord your hearts. You have opened your mouths to the Lord. And you have dedicated yourself to God. With God's power, never go back. And last, be then prepared to renew your covenant with the Lord. Fall down on your knees. Lift your hands toward heaven. Open your hearts to the Lord as we pray together. O righteous God, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, see me as I fall down before you. Forgive my unfaithfulness in not having done your will. 
For you have promised mercy to me, if I turn to you with my whole heart. God requires that you shall put away all your idols. I hear from the bottom of my heart, renounce them all, covenanting with you that no sin shall be allowed in my life. Against your will, I have turned my love toward the world. In your power, I will watch all temptations that will lead me away from you. Unable to stand before you. Through Christ, God has offered to be your God again if you let him. Before all heaven and earth, I here acknowledge you as my Lord and God. I take you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, for my portion, and vow to give up myself, body and soul, as your servant, to serve you in holiness and righteousness all the days of my life. God has given the Lord Jesus Christ as the only way and means of coming to God. Jesus, I do here on bended knees accept Christ as the only new and living way and sincerely join myself in a covenant with him. O oh, blessed Jesus, I come to you hungry, sinful, miserable, blind, and naked, unworthy even to wash the feet of your servants. I do here with all my power accept you as my Lord and head. I renounce my own unworthiness and vow that you are the Lord of my righteousness. I renounce my own wisdom and thank you for my only God. I renounce my own will and take your will as my law. Christ has told you that you must suffer with him. I do here covenant with you, O Christ, to take my lot as you as it may fall. Through your grace, I promise, neither life nor death shall part me from you. Christ has given holy laws as the rule of your life. I do here willingly put my neck under your yoke to carry your burden. All your laws are holy and just and good. I therefore take them as the rule for my words, thoughts, and actions promise that I will strive to order my whole life according to your direction and not allow myself to neglect anything know to be my duty. The Almighty God searches and knows your heart. O oh God, you know that I make this covenant with you today without guile or reservation, and any falsehood should be in it. Guide me and help us set it right. For now, glory be to you, O God, the Father, who I am from this day forward, shall look upon as God and Father. Glory be to you, O God, the Son. You have loved me and washed me from my sins in your own blood, and now is my Savior and Redeemer. Glory be to you, O God, the Holy Spirit, who by your almighty power have turned my heart from sin to God. Almighty God, the Lord, omnipotent Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you have now become my covenant friend. 
And I, through your infinite grace, all of us through that infinite grace, have become your covenant servants. So be it. And let the covenant that we have made on earth be ratified in heaven. Amen. Now the words of our great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. We lift them up, lift up our hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good, joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And before the mountains were brought forth and you had formed the earth from everlasting to everlasting, you alone are God. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with the people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord. God of power and might, earth are full of your glory. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, in whom you have redeemed and revealed yourself, our light and our salvation. You sent a star to guide wise men to where Christ was born. And your signs and witness in every age and through all the world, you've led your people from far places to his light. And by his baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you, so do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to the disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. So do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. And by your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at that heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. And so as the people of God, we pray now the words of the Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us it's not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom 
the power and the glory forever. Amen. For those who are helping to serve communion, I invite you up now. And as they come forward, I would remind everyone that this is a table of God's, not a United Methodist table, not Chapel Roswell table, but a table that is offered to all who wish to receive. I'll invite you here on the side, one in the middle, and one on this side. And whenever you take the cup, just remember to open the bread first and then the juice. Come, the table is open. <laughs> 